You're tuned in to Business, Faith, and Family with entrepreneur, author, and friend, your BFF host, Christina Harris. She has a wealth of knowledge, but more importantly, brings to you the love of God. She's authentic and transparent. Get ready to be blessed. Your life coach is here on the BFF Show. Hey, 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 it's your business, faith, and family host, Christina Harris here on the BFF Show, and I'm hoping you guys are all blessed day and all is well on your end. Today, we will be discussing how your level of giving will determine your level of success. We're going to come out of Proverbs 3, and we're going to drop down to verse 9, and here it says, honor the Lord with all your possessions. And with the first fruit of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vests will overflow with new wine. You know, I want to talk about giving. I want to talk about giving to God, giving to others, tithing, first fruit, all of that today. But I want to talk about it from a different perspective that's um, undertaught, I'll say. You know, I remember first coming into Um, the body of Christ, I was instructed to tithe as it is a biblical mandate. So I remember having an issue with tithing initially because I thought um, the preacher, the church, and all those, you know, clergy personnels just wanted money, just wanted my money. And I heard stories about mismanagement of money in the church. And I was very hesitant. I'll be very honest. I was very hesitant. And I did not tithe because it was a biblical principle. I did not tithe because, you know, um, I was told to. I only tithe what I felt like um, at that time. But I will also tell you this, um, my relationship with God was still in its very early stages of development. So now when I have learned the principle of tithing, time, seed, and harvest, everything I say to you going forth is more of a wisdom principle for you to take a hold of and really start to utilize it for your life. So I remember getting over that fear of um, not wanting to tithe because I was looking around and just, you know, observing and analyzing and dissecting things. And it kept me in a spirit of disobedience and it kept the curse on my life, you know, Um, to be honest. When you do not tithe, you know, you give access to the enemy to have his way with your abundance, with your finances, with, you know, what God has given to you. But when you tithe out of obedience, you know, that 10% of your income um, or what you have, and I thank God for giving us something, you know, too often we look at what we don't have instead of focusing on what we do, even if it's just a little bit. So I remember um, hearing a sermon many years ago when I was at, um, one of my churches, and I really felt the Spirit of God capture my heart. I felt the Spirit of God capture my heart and started to minister to my heart about tithing. And then that's when I realized that it was more so a heart issue 
opposed to uh, a head issue. See, mentally and uh, from the word of God, I knew I was supposed to tie, but because I didn't trust God or I didn't trust the church, it became the root of it was a heart issue, I'll say. So I remember starting to tithe 10% of my income. And I remember things just started aligning up a little bit better for me. And I remember feeling good about tithing. But I want to tell you something about tithing and your first fruit and just giving. Even if you don't go to a church, you know, you still, the, the, the principle of time, seed, and harvest is applicable to any field that you plant in. So you can still give to, you know, those in need, those um, in charitable donations and things like that. But what I want to share with you is this. What I have learned about tithing is when you tithe, it's like life insurance for your life down here. And no, I'm not saying you can buy your way to heaven. I'm not saying you're buying salvation. What I'm saying is, God will bless what he gives you. You remove the curse. The locust eating up your crop. You remove that curse and God now bless what he gives you. He watches over, he steward over um, what he gives you. All right. So I've, I've, I've experienced that. I remember last year I had a drought in my finances and God had taught me how to survive and be content with very little financially. And I wasn't used to that. I was used to an abundance. But I will tell you this. I seen God come through for me in an unreal way. You know, all my bills continue to get paid. And I started to experience a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I couldn't understand it for the life of me. And um, I truly understood what it meant to be content. You know, that same contentment Paul describes in the Bible, being content through all things, whether you have a lot or very little, because you understand that with God, he still supplies all of your needs. And maybe in that season, I I probably really needed the increase with my family, you know, with my marriage, with my health, with my relationship with my mother or, or friends, or in my business, and not necessarily the increase in my finances all the time, because, you know, God will give us grace according to the season. And it's not always financial all the time, you know? Some people may need the grace in their body, and in their mind, or just peace, you know, or rest. So I'm learning that God does supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory, all right? The next thing I want to talk about is when you tithe, I've learned to do it because I love God. Not See, when you tithe just because it's a biblical mandate, you know, your heart's not really in it. But when you tithe because you love God, there's no limit on what you won't give him. And that's the goal in your relationship. It's like a marriage. You love your spouse. You love your children so much. It's nothing that I won't give you guys because I love you. Whether that's sacrifice, you know, whether that's my time, whether that's my last. And I'll trust God to replenish me because I have given freely. That's the goal. 
And that's where I want you to be in your walk, in your relationship with with God. A lot of people, you know, they see my life, they see my businesses, and they see prosperity. But too often when I begin to speak about the true principles of prosperity, when I tell them it comes with sacrifice, it comes with giving, even when you don't want to give. The best giving, the best giving, the best giving actually creates an opportunity for you to be blessed. So give during those seasons when you don't want to give, when you don't have it to really give, when you're looking at your account and you're like, "Mm, you know, I can take care of a bill or two with this, or this is my gas for this amount. Give when you really don't have it to give and watch how God moves on your act of faith, because that's exactly what it is. You just moved out in faith. God is faithful. And he will not see or dismiss that act of faith that you just demonstrated before him. He will not overlook that. So when I tell you, you have to learn how to give from your heart. The Bible says that what's in the heart of man, what's in the heart of man. So whatever is in your heart will determine what you do with what God does give you. You know, another thing is, you know, um, too often We have to, as I always say, I love to remind people to take the religion out of your relationship with God. Take the religion out of your relationship with God. God is just waiting for the intimacy, the authenticity in your relationship with him. So the number one reason we don't tithe or give is because it's a trust issue. And I always say you can't trust someone you don't know. You don't, we don't trust people we don't know, but You know God based on how much you invest in your relationship with God. So the more that you go to learn God, and I'm not saying you, you know, have to go to the the seminary and theology school, but the more you learn God in his word, see how he um, speaks to you in your quiet time with him, you know, the more he gives you all the reason to trust him. God never gives us, God never asks for us to trust him blindly. Even during those moments when we have to step out in blind faith, we have a history or God has done something previously that we can draw back on to say, you know what? I remember, you know, years ago when God had asked me to do that. Or I remember years ago when, you know, a similar issue had arise what God had did through that. And to be honest, I'm in that season right now. You know, it is first fruit offering at my church. And I will never forget the first time I sold in that season of first fruit. I remember I just, I I went through a drought again many years ago. And um, what I'm learning about these droughts actually is God wants you to get used to him as the provider, but not get attached to the provision because the provision will change. So I thank God for the moments of droughts in my life. Those are where some of the biggest lessons followed by the biggest blessings have occurred in my life. So I remember a few years ago, I just got out of a drought and then all of a sudden things start picking up for me and I started being able to save and get things back in track and I'm feeling great. And I'm like, oh God, this is great. The harvest is coming in. 
And I'm sitting near a church and I feel the Holy Spirit tugging on me like never before. And he said, I want you to write out a check for everything that you just saved in that account. And I was like, oh no, God, I just just got that money. I just saved it. You know, I just, I'm trying to do this. You know, I'm trying to buy another property, you know, whatever was my goal at that time. And the whole time I felt like the Holy Spirit kept saying, I want you to write the check, sow a seed into the ministry for every cent down to the cent that's in that account. And it was so strong, I couldn't ignore it. So I thank God that I did it out of obedience. But I tell you, in all transparency, when I got to the car, I like to kick myself. I said, what did I just do? And I was still, you know, early in my relationship with God. So I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I just know I just did a good thing, I guess, you know, it didn't feel good. But when I tell you that year, I will never forget. My car got totaled that year and I just got a car note. It was my first car note. All my other cars ever purchased was always paid. So this is my first car note. My car get totaled. They totaled the car and then I end up getting $13,000 back after they paid off the car. I wanted to buy a property that year. And instead of buying a, another a property, what the Lord had did was he gave me the wisdom to maximize my potential at an existing property, which actually ended up creating the same exact revenue stream as if I did buy another property. And I did all of that with the $13,000 that I got back because the car got totaled. So had I held on to what I wrote out the check for, I would have not been given the revelation to create another unit in that building. I would not have gotten out of a car note and $13,000. And there were other things that happened that year as well. But those were just the, you know, the miracle behind it. And this year I'm faced with the same exact opportunity. Uh, And that's why that's exactly what I'm going to call it, an opportunity. So here, since I actually now understand how God can move sometime in my life. Now, since I've seen him do it before, you know, here I'm listening to my Todd Tribbett. You know, if he did it before, he could do it again. Here, as I seen him do it before for years ago, this time I'm looking forward to moving out on faith. Because I'm asking God for some major things this year. And I'm thanking him for even allowing me to have seed to sow. So next Sunday when I go to church, I am going to sow that seed and I'm going to be joyful. And I am going to expect and harvest of abundance. Because I'm going to move out in faith. See, faith isn't just you praying about a thing all the time. Sometimes you have to show God with your action, with your seed. You know, you got to give him something to move out on. You know, it's a time to pray. It's a time to fast. It's a time to do all those things. But it's also times when you have to plant something in the ground in order to expect a harvest. So... 
I encourage you guys, you know, and, and your story or my story may not be your story and our journeys aren't the same. But what I want you to get from this message is when you give to God, give from your heart and your love for him. You know, at first I used to say, oh, well, I was asking my pastor. I said, well, how much do we give for first fruit? And he would say, oh, just give what your heart desire. And that was not adequate enough for me because I wanted an amount. I just want someone, somebody give me an amount. I can, my mind can function better off of numbers. But see, what God actually did was, I'm not going to give you an amount. I'm not going to give you an amount. I want to see where your heart is. I want to see where your heart is. See, I bet if I open up your Wells Fargo app, I can see where your heart is. You know, uh, when you're ordering all those shoes and when you're ordering all that food or whatever your vice is, that's where your heart is. You know, so he didn't give me an amount and I thank him for that. Because now I understand that the power behind the blank check, I'll say. The blank check that you give what's on your heart and not always look for someone to tell you what to give. You give because of love. You know, when Christ, when God has given us Jesus, he's given us his first fruit, his firstborn, the best in the barn. All right. His, um, his everything. He banked, rubbed heaven for us. So all these earthly possessions down here means nothing. So why wouldn't we give God our best fruit? I love the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis. You know, we always, as a child, I never, I, I simply thought that Cain killed Abel because he just got upset and just killed his brother. But no, he killed Abel because God blessed his harvest. Because Abel did something that Cain wasn't willing to do, which was give God his best his first fruit. Don't just come to God with a good enough spirit. This is good enough. The church better be happy. I put this $5 in there or $50. This is good enough. No, it's not good enough. When you leave out of there, whenever you give, even if you're giving to someone in need, by the time you walk away from that situation, I want you to feel good about yourself and the situation and you're giving and say, this is my best fruit. This is the best I was able to give. And watch how God moves on your behalf. Watch how God moves on your behalf. You know, another thing I want to talk about as we talk about tithing, it's not just about the tithe that we have to be used to giving to God. It's not just the first fruit offering that we have to be used, that we have to get used to giving to God. We also have to be good stewards over the 90% that God gives us to steward over. You know, there was a time, matter of fact, the last year, last year when I talked about that drought that I've experienced, it wasn't because I wasn't tithing. It wasn't because I wasn't honoring God with my giving. But God wanted to deal with me on how I was stewarding over the 90% that I was responsible for. Yes, that 90% that we think is ours. And you know, in all transparency, I wasn't storing over in it as well as I should have or could have. So God had, and and this is why I love God so much, 
because God will not allow you to stay stuck in your mess. He will not allow you to stay slothful, stagnated, or um, God is a God of increase, progress, development, and um, just uh, having you to just be better, better about who you are and how you do things. You know, he's the true BFF. So I thank God for not allowing me to stay complacent in my way of doing things even at times. Because all God do is he change our characters, our ways, our mindsets. So that way we can come into the abundance. That way we can handle the next bless, the next blessing or the next level of success in our lives. Especially business owners. God is watching how you steward over your business. He sees how you're handling things or the lack thereof. And if I ask you a question, can God trust you with increase right now? How would you answer that? How would you answer that? Is your finances in order? Do you, are you overspending? Are you not spending enough on quality things? Are you giving God a good enough? This is good enough. Just as Cain did to God, this is good enough. You know, the Bible says that your gifts, your skills, your talents, all those things have the opportunity to bring you before great men. But I tell you from my experience, the only way that you're going to get before great men is if you serve God, serve your community, serve your business, your family, all those things with the spirit of an excellent spirit. Not that you're perfect and not that you do everything perfectly, but by time you finish giving, or exhorting, or whatever it is that you're doing, you feel like God did when he created everything on those six days. When he said, this is good. And then he says to man, this is very good. Meaning, I poured out my best when I created things. So the same thing with you. Are you stewarding over your finances, your business, your family, yourself, your mind, your body, all those things that God has given you to steward over? Are you stewarding over it with the spirit of excellence and your best? Give God your best in all you do. And I promise you, he will increase your barns. He will bring you into that abundance that we only read about. But God says, I've given you the power to see the manifestation of that abundance if you align up with what I ask you to do. Thank you for listening to the BFF show. And I promise you, the more you give, the more it will increase your level of success. God bless you. To stay in touch with your BFF, get her latest book or to watch episodes of the show go to bfflive.com or follow her on all your favorite social media sites like youtube facebook twitter and instagram under bff host if you'd like to book her for your next event or for direct coaching sessions email christina at bffhost at gmail.com